Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 27. Poisoned. Katie tried opening her eyes. They seemed to be glued shut. Moving her head back and forth, her body felt like she was in the Antarctic. She was so cold. She was surprised her teeth were not chattering. Look, she's shaking her head. Katie recognized Candy's voice. She tried opening her eyes again. She tried lifting her hand. But she couldn't move that either. Katie, honey, her mother's voice was close to her ear. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm just going to hope for the best and believe you can. Her mother cleared her throat. You have been bitten five times by those awful wolves. The venom in their bite is a lot like a snake. The first bite holds the most venom, and it becomes watered down with each bite until the poison no longer takes effect. It looks like... Five different wolves bit you on their first bite. A sob escaped her mother's lips. I'll take over, Mrs. Johnson. Candy's voice was filled with empathy. Katie, if you can hear me, can you give me a sign? Katie tried moving her head, but the ability to move was too much. Cold, bitter waves coursed through her body. Ice throbbed through her system, turning into un bearable pain. Trying to think about anything else, she concentrated on Candy's smooth, cultured voice. The information we received about these wolves that attack are from the papers Tyler gave Jackson's dad, Candy explained. If you are bitten by these wolves, you turn into one of them. I'm telling you this to try and get you to fight the poison coursing through your body, not for you to give up. She felt her mother's soft touch on her arm. There are herbs that are supposed to stop the infection from spreading. We have followed the directions, but since you are bitten five times, we're not sure the herbs will help. Candy finished for her. You have to fight this, Katie. The wolves are just mindless drones, following orders without question. She gave a soft laugh. I know how much you like to question everything, so I know you're not going to be happy being one of them. How is she doing? Any better? Jackson's voice sounded bleak. She shook her head, but after that, she's not responding, Candy said quietly. Jackson cleared his throat. Can you guys give me a few minutes alone with her? Katie could hear a few scraping sounds. She felt a soft touch on her arm till it moved to her hand. Katie, I wish you could hear me. Jackson paused. It's my fault you're here. I'm sorry. I wasn't fast enough. Immediately, Katie wanted to tell him what a dope he was. Of course it wasn't his fault. At least she wasn't torn to pieces by those freaks. You told me just before you passed out. You knew I would come. He choked out a sob. I tried to get you, Katie. I just couldn't get there in time. Katie concentrated on moving her hand. Her body refused to listen to her brain. How is she? David's voice asked softly. The same. 
David's footsteps entered the room. Candy said she moved her head. Is that a good sign? I don't know. Jackson gave a derogatory laugh. If she could talk, I know what she would be saying right about now. Problem from the very beginning is, we don't know what the hell is going on. Katie struggled. Her body refused to follow orders. Her mind was clear, and yet she was unable to do anything else. She tried communicating with her thoughts. She could feel the blockage in her mind. Do you think I could have a few minutes alone with her? David asked softly. Jared, don't leave me! She tried screaming. No problem, Jackson said offhandedly. Maybe you can get her to respond where I can't. David touched her hand, enveloping it into his large hands. Katie, I would love to know if you could hear me. You were right about Sandy being in danger. She was attacked before the wolves went after you. She didn't have a chance. You never listened to me! She screamed with her thoughts. She knew nobody could hear her. Reaching deep down into her soul, she reached into the wolf spirit inside her. Heat consumed her till she thought she would actually burst into flames. She did the only thing she could think of. She projected. David gasped. I see it, Katie. I see the projection. He jumped up and ran to the door. She's responding. There was a lot of noise and voices filling the room. That's her? Katie's doing that? Katie was too weak to create a brand new projection. Instead, she went back through her memories. David appeared, leaning up against the wall in the hunting lodge. Do you seriously want me to believe you have no idea what I'm talking about? I'm talking about every time I tried to ask you about Sam's death. You always brought up his good points, how good he helped you while you were protecting him all along. I was not. Yes, you were. Do you want me to name each and every time you protected him? He killed my sister. No, it was not him, David. He killed Sam, Katie. David gestured towards her. No, he did not. How do you know? David pressed. How are you so sure it wasn't him that made the killing blow and not... It was Stephen. He admitted it to me. David closed his eyes, shaking his head, his anguish evident. Stephen killed Sam, she said softly. I know Jackson did not because I'm bonded with him. Bonded. David spit out the word, his anger latching onto the word, his eyes once again filled with heat. Yeah, I've seen how you're bonded with him. You're like two robots up there, turning your head the same way, talking exactly the same way, the same words coming out of your mouth. I don't know how I looked up there, David. I only know how I feel and how he felt beside me. I feel his remorse, his self-hatred, his despair. It weakens him both in body and spirit. He feels it so strongly. It weakens me. David reached over and kicked a chair that broke under the assault and scooted across the floor. You're my girl. I am not going to stand around and listen to how another guy feels about my girl. The image faded. The next image to emerge was David reaching out his hand. Katie, stop. She nonchalantly turned around and sat down on Forrest as he gave out a harumph over the amount of weight on his chest. Get off him! David was looking at her sternly and pointing away like she was an actual dog. She stayed where she was. Katie, get off him now! 
She looked up her head, even with his. No, she said with her thoughts. Katie, you're seriously hurting the man. Get off his chest. Say please. Please get off him. As long as you said please. Katie bit back. She slowly got off the man. She watched Forrest get up on his knees, then slowly heave himself onto his feet. Are you hurt? David asked quietly, anger evident in his voice. No, I believe I'll live, Forrest said, stretching his arm out. Why don't you go into the house? I'll be right in, David said in a tight voice. The old man walked slowly into the house, his movements exaggerated. What did I just witness? David said so quietly, his anger still close to the surface. You saw a man spouting a bunch of hateful crap and I silenced him, Katie answered with her thoughts. David shook his head. No, what I saw was a bully attacking an old man. Are you telling me you didn't hear him say all those hateful things about me and her? Katie pointed towards Miss Smith. Yes, I heard. It doesn't mean I believe it, David said, his voice exasperated. Can you give me a little credit? I've known you my entire life. Oh, so I have to sit back and listen while he spreads more of his hatred around? Katie shot back with her thoughts. Look, I'm not going to argue any more about it till we both settle down. David swiped at the sweat on his forehead. Katie, I want you to go home. What? I want you to go home, Katie. I'll see you tomorrow. David said angrily, pointing down the street. The image disappeared. The next image was her watching Lizzie. She was looking into the woods. Katie walked up from behind and sniffed the air. Candy, can you check the woods out back quickly? I'm on it. Go out further than our designated perimeter. It didn't take long to get Candy's reaction. Ah, what's wrong? There's so many, I can't count them with my nose. Jackson, we need help now. Katie screamed with her mind. I'm on my way. She let every detail of the fight at the black home play out, showing how close they came to actually losing the battle, allowing that image to fade. The next image was a large white tiger. Katie, stop! The roar of the tiger was deafening. Katie turned to face the tiger, not exactly understanding what David wanted. Maybe you should go. Who should go? Katie, I want you to go. What? I'm not going to stand by and watch you bully an old man in my presence. David's thoughts were heated. A bully? He's an old man, Katie. If he wanted to sit this fight out, then let him do it. David, do you have any idea how close we came to dying? We needed every available person. I'm sure you could handle it. She pointed a finger in the tiger's face. Those are the exact words Sam told me. The image faded. David appeared before them, a sheep around him, toga style. I cannot allow the Seekers to be a part of our team, Katie. What? I'm making an executive decision, Katie. You told me a number of times I'm the leader. My first decision is to keep Seekers and us apart. At least then, I know who my friends are or not. David, they saved us last night. The fighting wasn't that bad, and it didn't last very long. How do you know? There are no gray areas to evil, Katie. It goes from the lightest gray to the blackest night with every shade in between. Katie stepped closer, hoping to persuade him. Why don't you ask Miss Smith how the fighting went? Or Candy? They were there. David sighed. I don't know Candy very well, and... He stopped, 
looking at her warily. And what? Seekers cannot be trusted. The human soul will always become corrupt. Agitated, David raised his voice. I'm not going to stand around and allow a... Were you going to say wolf? She said it so softly, it was almost a whisper. Was that the word you're ashamed to say in front of me? I am now responsible for everyone. I have to watch out for the Judas. You think I'm your Judas? David shook his head, still not meeting her eyes. Yes, you do. And there is nothing I can say to convince you otherwise. I don't think you will do it on purpose, Katie. But you believe in the Seekers so strongly. You will betray your own kind in trying to save them. He reached out, grabbing her shoulders. They cannot be saved. You will not believe the fight was bad last night. Because there were only two wolves and Candy to attest to the fact. Yet, you believe Forrest, who was too afraid to look out the window while the fighting was taking place. Is that what I'm hearing? Katie, you're misunderstanding my intent. Oh, and let's not forget the fact that I will become the Judas in the pack. Not because of something I have done, but because the form I take is a wolf. Katie, please try to understand. I understand completely. Katie backed away, her eyes filling with tears. I will not be a part of whatever this is. The image faded. An image formed with her standing in the spot where Lizzie hid. Her, Zach, and Cluxy were discussing what she might have heard. David doesn't believe she's a traitor, Cluxy inserted. He will if he gets Sandy talking. What happens if Lizzie gets to Sandy before David can speak to her, Zach pointed out. She's dead, Katie finished. She automatically reached out with her mind. David, have you talked to Sandy yet? No, Katie. She was so hysterical. I just took her home. I told her I'd speak to her in the morning. David, she's not safe. I don't want to hear any more of your theories until you give me concrete proof. Finding her dead by morning, is that going to be enough proof? Cool it with the drama, Katie. I've already had enough to last me a lifetime. How many pure hearts have to die before you will listen to me? The image faded. The room stood in silence. A moment went by. She replayed the last minute of the last projection, ending with her screaming, How many? The image Katie produced had mentally wiped her out. She lay exhausted, trying to get her bearings. Zach chuckled. Leave it to Katie to figure out a way to let you know how she thinks of the situation. David, I believe she just told you what an ass you've been, Cluxy said. Katie smiled inwardly. Leave it to her two bodyguards to get it right. She let her mind relax and immediately fell into an exhaustive sleep. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.